just occurring to me. It's sex that makes this all complicated. This is that's where just like with everything in life. Amen to that, brother. Sex makes people's brains go crazy. <laughs> so you still hear people refer to the the Clinton impeachment. You know, he got impeached for having sex with that intern. Well, no. You don't get impeached for that. Uh, we wouldn't have, you wouldn't even be able to be hardly be, have any presidents. <laughs> because Historically speaking, lots yes. Of, lots of them have cheated on their yes. wives. Yeah. That's not a crime. He lied under oath in a barely related uh, thing about that. The sex was not it. And in this, it gets so much attention because the, the, the what he's being charged with is is a campaign finance violation. If it were if it were if it were money he had ordered to pay off, I don't know, a bunch of ads for a TV station that don't fit under the guidelines of the FEC, it wouldn't be that much it wouldn't be that exciting. Right. But because the money ultimately went to pay for a porn star to keep her mouth shut about sex, that's perfectly legal, but because it's a sex related thing, don't you think that's what makes it raises its level to something much higher? So if he'd paid off a cooking show star, for instance, for a delicious <laughs> recipe, you don't think it would be as exciting? I think that's what clouds the issue all the time. All you right. can pay off a skank you had sex with and tell her to keep her mouth shut. Say, I'll give you $100,000 if you don't heal my wife. That's you excellent can do news. that. Excellent news. <laughs> so please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show one of our favorite guests, Bill Portnova, is a former public prosecutor. He's currently... Uh, giving citizens and residents of the U.S. the robust defense to which the Constitution entitles them. How do you like that for a description, Bill? Uh, Bill Portnova, how are you? Thank you very much, sir. Yes, we offer reasonable uh, doubt at a reasonable price. And, <laughs> and I and I have you on my speed dial. Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, listen, let's. Uh, where do you want to start, Jack? Shall we start with uh, Mr. Cohen? Uh, and and his recent uh, plea and statement in a Manhattan federal courthouse. Uh, what do you make of that whole deal? The Manafort case really is uh, only interesting because he happened to work for the Trump campaign for a couple of months for free. Uh, he really has nothing to do with Trump in terms of danger in the future. I doubt that he's party to any secret conversations. Trump has an innate survivor's skill, I think, where he puts a lot of people between himself and the thing he needs done. So I doubt very much that Manafort will play a large role in anything moving forward. They hey, really do. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Just on kind of a broad level, because he strikes me as a, a guy who's probably a lifelong criminal. Like, you've probably dealt yeah. with a lot of these people. Um, oh, they, yeah. they, they just operate their whole lives illegally, and then the jig is up one day. That's, that's, that's got to be an interesting thing for them. It's, it's really breathtaking because they, they have this sort of reptilian brain where everything seems to work just fine for them as they lie their way through everything. And Mr. Manafort has deep financial problems that precede the campaign. He goes to work for the campaign, apparently, in an attempt to enhance his resume. And, uh, you know, it's not a good thing for the Trump campaign to have let a guy like this in the door. But it kind of reflects a poor judgment and yeah. also a, a relative stinginess. You know, he did work for free. It, it makes you wonder, just just because it seems like Cohen and Manafort are both this kind of person, since you've been around these kind of people, are their brains just different than mine? Like, if, if I get a dollar extra back at the Quickie Mart, I, I have to give it back to the person or I'd feel guilty. And they just seem to be fine with being criminals their entire lives about everything. Their brains are different. There's some kind of pathology. I don't know the definition of it, but I've seen it for decades, and there are people that are thoroughly narcissistic and sociopathic, and everything in the world revolves around themselves and their own personal greed. 
And at the end of the day, none of this is a surprise that any of these guys would ultimately get caught and would ultimately flip. Because one thing is fairly certain for everybody, but especially these people, is that they tend to act in their own personal interest. So if you just use that as your guide, you're pretty much going to be able to, uh, to, able to identify people that are just going to roll over and give whatever information they have. Sure. If it wow. helps them. Interesting. Final, final note on Paul Manafort. Uh, it is interesting to me that it took the Mueller probe to get this guy, and the regular old justice system had not laid a glove on him. You know, this is actually a uh, pet peeve of mine. There is nowhere near enough resources at the federal level to capture the number of white-collar crime cases that are going unchecked, uninvestigated. They, you know, we all believe what we see on TV and the movies, that there is this sort of powerful system with unlimited resources, and it's just not true. You know, if you get out of the U.S. Attorney's Office, you find a couple of dozen very hardworking prosecutors with a very limited number of FBI agents anymore right. doing white-collar crime cases. It's yeah. a scandal, and this should point that up. Post-9-11, many, many of the FBI's uh, white-collar crime resources were put to counterterrorism, just as a side note. So uh, Bill Portnova, former public prosecutor, current private defender, is on the line. Uh, Let's talk about old old, uh, Michael Cohen. Uh, What he said, his statement yesterday, that he paid off the aforementioned skanks at the behest of the president, and he is guilty, guilty, guilty of a campaign finance violation. May God uh, save his soul. Uh, what's your thought on that plea, on the statement? What should we know? Well, there's really nothing there that bridges the gap uh, for courtroom purposes between Michael Cohen and Donald Trump. Cohen pled to giving too much money to a campaign and to helping a corporation give too much money to a campaign. The fact that he said he did it at the direction of a candidate, that just meets the requirement of the statute. There is some thought that maybe this means he's going to uh, testify that there was a conspiracy with Donald Trump to do these things. But if there was, why wouldn't they have pled him to a conspiracy count? There's nothing in the thing that he did plead to that is enough to satisfy a criminal conviction on the president. You have to have specific knowledge that you are deliberately doing something to thwart these campaign laws. And there is a legitimate reason for paying these mistresses uh, to keep their silence. You know, Jonathan Edwards used that as his defense in a big trial back in 2011. You may remember he spent a million dollars of donors' money <laughs> taking care of his mistress. And uh, nobody could get a conviction on their child. in that circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that 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 the John Edwards case was brought up a lot yesterday because that is the the latest um a test of this sort of thing. I mean, he was he kept a woman uh he had an affair with and their child in a house and paid for it throughout the entire campaign, but the argument that well I was trying to keep it from my wife was good enough. You know, the proof there was good proof in that case too. The proof here seems to rest on the testimony of Michael Cohen. And he really is the typical lying criminal. He's got all kinds of tax and bank loan uh, fraud charges. But on top of that, if you read the if you read the charges against him, part of his undeclared income included cheesy little things like brokering the sale of a purse, a Birkin bag, for which he made a thirty thousand dollar commission. <laughs> Wait a minute. Know, we're not brokering any purses in my office. <laughs> But this attorney... I'm going to start. 
And so, you know, you're really not talking about a credible person. You're talking about a taxi cab guy. You're talking about a Brighton Beach guy. And he doesn't have any credibility, you know, realistically. I don't think Mr. Mueller, with his uh, sterling credentials and his background, I think they all understand that Mr. Cohen is not somebody you can build a case around, not against the president. You think that's why they passed him off to New York? Because they just thought, we, you know, this guy isn't what we can use. Well, I think they let New York investigate the, the underlying crime. If he has something to say, I'm sure he has talked to Mueller before he entered into this plea. It would, would have been malpractice to not attempt to try to get everything for the guy in advance of this plea. But he just doesn't have any credibility. Mm. The only real crime that I've ever worried about for the president here would be a conspiracy to commit uh, computer hacking. That's, the, that's truly the only case that would ultimately be felt as a real felony across the board. And if, in fact, there's real proof that he knew and helped uh, and conspired with people to uh, get those uh, emails from the Democratic National Committee, now we've got a real crime. But again, the Trump administration and Mr. Trump himself use a lot of buffers, as we say, and those buffers will provide him I think, a last line of defense, hmm. because most of those things were put together by Mr. Trump Jr., and of course, we haven't seen or heard much from him lately. Of course, you're a lawyer talking about a court court. The House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate are not a court court. That's uh, the whims of the political winds. So. Right, so even if they're just loud whispers or unprovable allegations, that might be enough. Bill Portnova on the line. Hey, uh, one, one quick, just since we just, just talked about it and Sean brought this, I know this is a regular uh, question. The Stormy Affair was in 2011. The payments were in 2016. Does that make it harder to make the argument that this was about hiding it from the wife since the payments were right during the presidential election? Well, I think that they were trying to set something up, you know, with every one of his mistresses that he's trying to pay off. I think that that's just part of being part of the billionaire boys club. And so to to try to pin it directly on the uh, avoiding campaign, um, you know, campaign uh, disclosure, I, I think that's a stretch. And the. If you read the Department of Justice's own guidelines in handling these cases, and they're available online at justice.gov, you'll see that this case would not fit into the Department of Justice's own guidelines. It is barely above the level of a civil case. And to the extent that there was a substantial, legitimate purpose, that is, settling a potential civil claim, that would overwhelm any thought that this was some sort of corrupt donation to influence. Well, again, we're just arguing about violating campaign finance anyway. So even if it, they did say, no, that was in 2011, that's no good, that's a violation. Okay, here's my $80,000 for the fine, that's right. the end of it. Well, and like, you've undermined my next point, Jack, but as Mr. Portnova's co-counsel, I'd like to point out that <laughs> both of these young ladies had already been paid off and came back in 2016 because they saw they had extra leverage for yet another payoff. Now, whether uh, Mr. Trump and the campaign's uh, motivation was primarily personal or political, at that point that the ladies came back for another handout is, you know, how are you going to figure that out? And then you get to Jack's point that the the fines are not that big anyway. According to the FEC chairman, or that statement yesterday, it doesn't have to be primarily, it has to be entirely for the campaign. So, uh, a follow-up question on Cohen and his plea Um, I'm reading from the Washington Post. Cohen, the long-professed fixer for Mr. Trump, pleaded guilty after after prosecutors warned that he risked more than a dozen years in prison. 
according to a person familiar with the matter. A dozen years in prison for what? Well, all of those years in prison would be attributable to his tax evasion. You know, that's really the killer, is that he was doing all these cheesy things and getting cash payments and check payments for work having nothing to do with Trump. And then not declaring the income uh, so that his taxes, you know, he cheated the government out of over a million, million and a half dollars in real taxes before interest and fraud penalties. So he's looking at several million dollars. So, okay, so that's that's the the sentence. Yeah. Well, that's my point, because the WAPO says, although Cohen's plea deal did not include a promise to cooperate, et cetera, uh, his description of his acts implicated not just himself, but also Trump and others. As a guy who is capable of arguing unfairly, I would point out that that short paragraph it connects the plea and the dozen years in prison it implies that they are connected to the acts that implicated donald j trump it implies it rather strongly but that's not the case no it's not and i watched the coverage and read the newspaper articles uh, thoroughly the last uh, last night and this morning and everybody is more or less uh, connecting these dots in a way to make the case more sensational but the as a a prosecutor if he had a case that connected Michael Cohen in a criminal conspiracy with the president to illegally uh, engineer campaign finance donations with the specific purpose of, of uh, influencing the election, it would have been charged as a conspiracy under Title 18, United States Code 371, period. That 100% of the time, it would have been charged as a conspiracy. And when we have cases where somebody flips on somebody else, it is very important to get that conspiracy count so when they testify in the second trial, they can say, yes, I pled guilty to conspiring with your client sitting right there. Mm. They, didn't do, they didn't do that here. They played sort of a lawyerly game with the charges and the wording that they did use. And then uh, spokespeople like Lenny Davis are now taking that and turning it into something uh, that it's not. If right. it was a real case, it would be a, would have been charged as a conspiracy. Listen, now, it's pretty clear to me I missed my calling and I should be a uh, defense attorney. If I were to go to, say, an online law school no. yes. <laughs> and, and get my quote-unquote degree, uh, yes. would, would you be willing to hire me? I mean, like, if you have a client who's so clearly guilty, there's no hope, and you just need somebody to go into court and rant and rave. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy to play that role. I'm willing <laughs> well, to start at the bottom. Every day. I listen every day, and you get me good and warmed up to get to court myself. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Bill, we sure appreciate the expertise. Great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, really good. You bet. Yeah, always a pleasure. Reasonable doubt at a reasonable price. And look, <laughs> look. <That's> hilarious. <laughs> Trump, speaking of moral pliability. Come on. Trump is all sorts of different stuff. He's surrounded by crooks. Right. I, I concede that a hundred times. I am not a Trump honk. I just listened to CNN. The, the CNN had their legal chick on, and she was asked directly by the anchor, did they have anything against Michael Cohen to compel him to plead guilty to that campaign finance charge? And she said, no, no, not really. Because, um, uh, what, was, what was her reason? Oh, uh, you can tell because he did not include a promise to cooperate with investigators going forward. So, no, they had nothing. They didn't even ask for a plea meeting with them. They really had nothing to pleasure, to, uh, pleasure him with, <laughs> to, uh, to pressure him with. And I thought, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! 
I know this guy's guilty of all sorts of stuff that everybody else does too. And Bill Portnova just listed it with the purses and the taxes. And God knows when they get to the bottom of his taxi medallion business, which he was financed by Ukrainian oligarchs, what he's guilty of there. You could probably write a book on it. But there on the goddamn cable, they're saying, oh, no, they didn't. They didn't have anything to pressure him with. I just see that's what pisses me off. I am not a Trump honk. I just hate people who lie. That's interesting stuff. Yeah, Cohen, you watch him walk out of court the way he's looking around. He's like a nervous feral cat. What, what's over there? What's that? I hear the sound. Oh, who's behind me? Well, for good reason. Yeah, he's probably there's probably a dozen people in New York alone that would walk up behind him and snuff him out for he cheated him somewhere along the line. He shot himself. One right here and one right here. What's Trump's tweet, Sean? His most recent tweet that is so hilarious. Oh, if, uh, hold on, where is it? Uh, it's the tweet of the day, everybody. If anyone is looking for a good lawyer, I would strongly suggest that you don't retain the services of one Michael Cohen. <laughs> wow, I added the one in there. Wow. Beautiful. Wow, that is something. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the time of year where a lot of moms start cheating on their husbands, according to a new study. Back, oh, good. Back to school time when they're super freed up. It makes her a slut. Oh, oh Rush! Rush! Also, an attorney says cities that allow scooters have blood on their hands because people are crashing in. All right. Bleeding from their head. Yeah, if they're compelling children to ride them, yes, then they do. If they're merely allowing adults to make their own decision to ride them, they're not. Uh, we got a gazillion texts. I'm going to have to pour through them at some point. Um... You guys continue to laugh and not take Trump's antics seriously. If this were Hillary or Obama, you would be raising holy hell. Hypocrisy is a hell of a thing. Uh, I Yeah, well, I was talking about that the other day. If uh, What topic was that on? Oh, the um, uh, taking away people's security clearances. I think if Hillary had done that the way I feel about Hillary, I would have thought, oh, my God, she's capable of anything. And uh, so I do yeah, think Yeah, yeah. Well, I've called the whole thing a carnival of stupid from Trump's side, too, so you can't get me on hypocrisy on that. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, oh, my God. First of all, I got a picture of Barack Obama having sex with a bunch of skanks. Well, use Clinton. I think Hillary, looking back on it, Bill Clinton, impeaching Bill Clinton over lying about whether or not he had an affair was a terrible idea for the country. uh, We both said it at the time. It's just, anyway. Marshall's News coming up. We'll get to some of the text and the funniest tweet I've seen about Manafort. Absolutely hilarious. So all that's on the way. You know, I, I can forgive some of you who are taking in nothing but the lefty media thinking we're just way out of bounds. But what you're taking in is way out of bounds. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. funny tweet but trump's tweeting now and so does that obliterate the funny tweet i don't know i'll do it anyway this is about manafort 
Somebody who calls themselves comfortably smug tweeted. Oh, yeah. I can't even conceive what kind of animal Manafort will make a jacket out of once he gets pardoned. (laughs) (laughs) Then Jonah Goldberg responded to that. Um... If he goes to the Stony Lonesome, I guess that's what he calls jail, prison. The Stony Lonesome. That's wow. hilarious. If he goes to the Stony Lonesome, he's going to make a jacket out of his cellmate, oh an embezzling accountant from Yonkers. The cafeteria guy's going to walk down some mashed potatoes on Manafort's tray and say, "Love your jacket," and he's going to say, "Thanks, it's Irving." <laughs> wow, Jeez. that's dark. Wow, ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, Jack, but on a more positive note, the GoFundMe page for Michael Cohen, which we're supporting 100%, because that brave man, that honest man, really deserves deserves some help from America. It's up to $30,032. It's the Michael Cohen Truth Fund, and That's people right. are donating money. It's a half-million-dollar goal, Jack. We're just getting started. Sus who? A guy who's... You probably couldn't even stand to hear some of the things he's probably done in his life. Lifelong criminal. Now people are rallying to his support because support it might hurt Trump. Oh, my God. Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. Hey. Says who? There we go. $30,000. Jeez, get, there, there are a lot of really good charities out there, people that really need money. Right. Michael Cohen's not one of there them. Thanks for taking my money. There are plenty of GoFundMes with people with, like, cancer and right. stuff who are looking for help. Right. right. Maybe give to those. <laughs> Ah, let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Yeah, President Trump has certainly been tweeting this morning saying his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is making up stories in order to get a deal. Trump tweeting, Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to two counts of campaign finance violations that are not a crime. President Obama had a big campaign finance violation, and it was easily settled, exclamation Was he point. listening to our show? He does a I think lot. He Thanks was for listening, listening, Mr. POTUS. I think he was listening to our show. Trump going on to tweet, I feel very badly for Paul Manafort and his wonderful family. Oh, come on. Justice took a 12-year-old tax case, among other things, applied tremendous pressure on him, and unlike Michael Cohen, he refused to break, refused to make up stories in order to get a deal such Respect for a brave okay. man. He's, is he, the next heads exploding day is going to be when Trump pardons Manafort. Clearly. And is that is that the sort of thing you wait for the last day of your presidency, a la Bill Clinton? Uh, pardoning one of his tax cheat friends? Or uh, do you do that now, soon, so that Manafort doesn't say anything if he's got anything to say? Mm. I don't know if Manafort has anything to right. say. It's hard hard to know. No. No. I, well, I'm uh, trying to recall our conversation with the excellent Bill Portnova. Um, but seemed he, to think that probably no, nothing compelling. If Trump pardons Manafort. Oh, my God. I can People are going to guarantee it's going to happen. <laughs> I think it'll happen, too. Yeah. Just when. Yeah. yeah. Trump began this morning's round of tweets with this advice for everyone. If anybody's looking for a good lawyer, I would strongly suggest <laughs> that you don't retain the services of Michael Cohen! Exclamation point. Listen, if I'm Donald J. Trump, I appreciate uh, uh, Manafort not flipping, if indeed he has anything on him. I-, I wouldn't tweet about it. I'd probably maybe uh, send a note through somebody else to say that. But to praise him as a br- such a brave man... Such a good man. I mean, what? Right. He's a criminal. Yeah. And then he tweeted, a large number of counts, 10, could not even be decided in the Paul Manafort case. Witch hunt! Well, listen, if you're trying to make the point that the Russia investigation is going rather far afield, all right, fair enough. But 
The fact that they only got him on eight of 18 felonies and the other 10 were hung jurors, it might have been 11 of one, right. it's not much of an argument in favor of the purity of the man's soul. Both of these guys yeah. lived such typical crook lifestyles. They were making gazillions of dollars, but broke all the time. Because they spent, no matter how much money they were making, they were spending beyond their means. There's no reason for Paul Manafort to be broke, but he was. Yep. And Cohen, so when Cohen was going to, or did pay off Stormy Daniels, $130,000, he couldn't come up with $130,000 of his own money. Wow. Even with all his business dealings and all the people he's cheating and everything like that, his taxi cab thing and everything, he didn't have hundred and thirty grand. So he had to lie to a bank. To, to 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 falsify some information to get a loan for the hundred and thirty thousand dollars on the promise that he then got paid back four hundred some from the Trump campaign. So we'll give you back the hundred and thirty plus three hundred grand for doing this for, for us. consulting for consulting exactly, which is a pretty good uh, payoff. But he couldn't come up with one hundred and thirty thousand dollars as a guy that running in his circles. Well, interesting thing about Matt, uh, about uh, Cohen is that he was ruined by Uber and Lyft. Because he had zillions of dollars invested in New York taxi cab uh, uh, tokens. Right. It's essentially a license to have a t- cab, and they're severely limited by the mobbed up government of New York City, and they're worth a lot of money until Uber and Lyft came along, and then they crashed. Meanwhile, San Diego Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter and his wife were indicted yesterday on corruption charges, accused of using more than $250,000 in campaign funds. The Republican uh, used the money to pay for family trips to Italy and Hawaii, golf outings, school tuition, theater tickets, fast food, and more, and I'm, then tried to hide it by falsifying records. I'm not cool with that, but I think it happens all the freaking time. Yeah. But all the freaking yeah, time. I'm not happy with not it. Not cool with it at all, using campaign finance as a uh, no, personal no, slush fund. No, definitely not. Um, you know, it's if the facts as laid out by the Union Tribune which is, you know, pretty fair mm-hmm. paper as yep. papers go. If the facts laid out by the Union Tribune are accurate, uh, there's definitely some hinkiness there. And it, listen, I, I, again, I'm not an expert on this case, but it reminds me of what a pro athlete once told me about the uh, steroid tests in baseball. He said it's not a steroid test, it's an intelligence test. If you can't figure out how, how to beat it, you and your agent are both stupid. Um, similarly, all you do is you hire your wife and your brother and, and whomever else as consultants. You have your next-door neighbor do your printing for, them, for you, and you pay him lavishly for printing right. services and the rest of it. Right. It's not hard to cover this stuff up. And some of, this, some of the violations are just dumb and egregious. Final note. Allegedly. Final note, Orchard Supply Hardware is closing up shop nationwide. Oh, Stores really? across oh, the country. Stores across the country abruptly closed up yesterday. Company officials saying the chain is shutting down permanently by the end of the year. Liquidation sales start tomorrow. I'm going to go get me a hammer. So Lowe's and Home Depot did them in and online? Yeah. Well, like I'm picturing a town that I go to regularly where they've got a Lowe's, a Home Depot, and an, and, and it's just whichever one's closest. I, I was going to say, that's my favorite hardware store, the one that's close to me. Yep. Yeah. And it, I believe, from what I read, Lowe's bought Orchard a while back. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Ebb and flow, and that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Tell you what. We don't have any hardware stores advertising, like, directly, that we're endorsing. Ace Hardware, man. They got the service. Love Ace. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, love absolutely. Ace. There are other giant hardware stores, I won't mention the names, where you can be alone in an aisle and think, 
the nuclear holocaust has happened, and every every person on Earth is dead. You're the right. only person left on planet Earth. Exactly. Anyone? Is there anyone here? I could. Anyone? I could commit an act of love, of defecation. I could dance the hoochie coo, and no one would ever know it. <laughs> right. Certainly, no one would work there. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so we got more on all this stuff and other things. That's what kind of a tease is that? But. Boy, that's a great tip. You got a house full of kids, and you and the wife have a, a, a trouble slipping away. Yeah. Go to your local big box hardware store. Just do it in the aisle. No employees will see you. <laughs> we can run through some of the text. What your opinions are on the the, the big news stories of the day? Four one five two nine five KFTC. We're getting blasted by a lot of people. Blast away, people! Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I say bring the hate. What do people say? You guys, Trump honk. Defend Trump. So our text line's 415-295-KFTC. I was just in our little uh, cafeteria. What do you call that area? I call it the lunchroom. Not yeah. for any good reason. It's like a Chevron. Yeah. Multi-purpose room because I can't let go of elementary school. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a Chevron when you walk into a Chevron and you look at the food selection. Yeah. Trying to find something that doesn't have like eight, 15 to 40 grams of sugar is not easy, including things like, why would this have sugar in it at all? I'm, I'm down with those protein shakes. I'm all about those. I just bought a couple cases of them, actually. Not a lot of sugar in there? No, they got the stevia. That's why I brought up stevia yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the only sweetener in there. It's supposed to not be horrendous for you. Well, Let's you hope know, that's true. We'll see. <laughs> um, hey, I was in. How long have we been working in this building, Michael? Uh, since June of 2012. Yeah, it's been that long. Oh, six years. Me. No way. Oy vey. Anyway, six years we've <laughs> been in this building. First time I was in the gym yesterday. <laughs> You can't tell that by looking at me, can you? Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I noticed you. That the I buttons are popping on your shirt. That I had never been to the building gym. That's funny. We've been here for six years, and since the first day, I've been thinking to myself, I should check out that gym. And six years later, I do? Holy crap. Well, I, I tried to get a key to it once, and it wasn't clear to me how you do that. The same key you used to get in this door opens no. the door. Yes, it does. No. I, did, I didn't know that till yesterday. I was told. Well, all right. I didn't know that till yesterday. You know how I found out? One of the rock guys, one of the disc jockeys down there, he uses that bathroom because he says it's the best one in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shh, God, shh, quiet. I didn't know. Why didn't you just hip us to that? I saw him coming out of the gym. I said, oh, you work out in there? And he said, nah, I use the bathroom. It's the cleanest one in the oh, whole building. Oh, man. man. <laughs> Hilarious. And I said, well, how do you get in there? And he said, you just use your key fob. I said, you do? So I walked in there and looked around at the equipment, and they got a couple of universal machines and whatnot. I've heard it described as an exercise museum. <laughs> uh, you know, it looked fine to me. Well, you know, but for, I don't for me, need much. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a hardcore workout guy. Maybe if I was, it wouldn't be enough. But it'd be way more than I would ever need. Yeah. Um, I got rid of my free weights. I would just like to be able to. Do some bench presses on something. I'll tell you what, there wasn't a human being there, though. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> There's nobody working out. Was there old-timey equipment where they wrap it around your belly and it shakes your body? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a lot of medicine balls. <laughs> yes, exactly. They had those exactly. big German strongman bikes with the gigantic front wheel. How about the uh, the big, uh, like the bowling pins you're supposed to juggle? <laughs> Another good one. <laughs> yes, awesome. A uh, couple of uh, texts we got. 
I like you guys in your show, but boy, are you guys the biggest hypocrites on Trump and the guilty verdicts that just came down. Um, I just think, just looking at what I'm reading here, other administrations have violated campaign finance. Wasn't that big a deal? They get a, they get a fine. And, and it's not even in the papers, or not so much. On the stuff that we know, I don't see how that's that big a deal. No, now, the, the m- stuff we don't know, as Business Insider has an article quoting... Uh, Lanny Davis. Now, Lanny Davis, he was on Rachel Maddow last last night, and he came on. He said, I watch you every night. I love your show. And I thought, well, okay, well, you know, he's, well, a, he's a hardcore supporter and, left Which is fine. Guy. He gets to be, but sure. you got you to keep that in mind when he's on the cable news shows. Um, he says Michael Cohen has knowledge of a conspiracy between Trump and Russia. If that's true, then this is a completely different story. Go ahead we're, and say we're so. We're into a completely different territory. Right. But that's all unknown. As far as stuff that we know right now... I'm not sure this is that big a deal. I read you the quote from the former FEC chairman outlining what a violation is. Doesn't sound like this meets that. No. And even if it did... No, Alan Dershowitz is on the cable saying this is not a crime. And even if it did, you get fined for it, and that's that. Right. So, listen, be more specific with your allegations of hypocrisy. you got to be. And listen, I get that in the context of CNN and MSNBC and the Alphabet Networks that are desperate for ratings... So they're trying to make this seem like Watergate. I get that in that context, we seem to be, uh, you know, attorneys for for Trump at all. But what do you want? Manafort's a, a lifelong crook. We've said it a hundred times. Cohen is a slimy character from day one. He's guilty of all sorts of different stuff. Oh, is it something that the president of the United States campaign manager and personal lawyer both got sent to prison yesterday? Yeah, that's amazing. Well, they haven't been sent to prison, but well, convicted. They got convicted of felonies yesterday. Um, his personal lawyer and campaign manager—that's something. And the first two congressmen to support him are indicted. I mean, <laughs> mm, it's a tough day. Yes, Although Sean. the one was like a week and a half ago. So, is the only thing that would draw criticisms if he is—is is it the legal barrier? Is that the only? Like he's a he's beyond reproach as long as he doesn't break any laws. No, I don't. Who's think, saying I, he's beyond reproach? I don't think it's cool at all the, that he banged. the lack of criticisms, not anything overtly said, but the and because it's in contract to the networks, you guys try to. No, are you saying the well, lack of criticism by us of Trump? Well, here's I put it only in the legal arena because that was the arena most of cable news was. Rachel Maddow was right. going, "This is like Nixon. This is like the day this happened and that happened." The legal stuff. She wasn't making the moral argument that this is repugnant that he cheats on his wife with porn stars, then pays them off to keep it quiet. He's not the kind of guy I hang around with. But um, it, it's not it's not going to get him it's not going to get him impeached. I don't think. Probably not. The whole pedestal hacking thing. That that seems to me the uh, the 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 mine that will yield the most gold nuggets if, for those who wish to bring Trump down. If there's something there, if that's true, yeah. like I said, that's a completely different conversation, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you can use your scariest voice you want to say, and it was hush money, but that's not against the law. Yeah. So you can't boot a president out of office for that. No. Sean, what? I also feel like there's the backdrop of the party that he is with, right? Like, this is supposed to be the law and order party. You are supposed to be the party of religious family values, right? And so, the so yeah, I think that's a lot of where the, how come there aren't more pushback against this Republican person who is doing things that Which are historically... One? Trump? Trump. 
okay. who is doing things that are historically very unrepublican. Why aren't, why aren't people who support him more upset with him, given yes. the fact that, well, that's, uh, that's because, a hard one to figure out. That's the old partisanship. My guy does it. It doesn't matter. It's like when you, you don't care if you have wife beaters on your sports team. You just care when they're on the other sports. There's team, absolutely part of that. And as I've suggested many times in a fevered partisan political atmosphere, which did not exist a few decades ago. If your guy is bad, you can't turn on him because you're being attacked so ferociously from the other side. And it's a it's a binary choice. So you're asking why Trump supporters aren't more aghast? Well, especially the evangelical crowd, which is interesting. Because of the judges. It's because of the judicial appointments. That's She'll it. overlook it for that. Well, right. and that's where like the hypocrisy claims come from. Right, like, but that's really- not, it, is that hypocrisy or is it just practicality? But that's not the argument Rachel Maddow was. Mar- she was making legal arguments all night long, leaving out that Obama had campaign finance reform problems, and leaving out that the FCC commissioner specifically said this is not a violation. That's the the legal part of it. She wants to make the moral argument. She can make that all day long if she wanted to. I mean, how are you going to argue with that? And to the whole family values Republicans thing, hold every single politician in suspicion, if not contempt. All of them at all times, even when you sleep. That's my advice. You know, we're actually going to talk to political analyst Gary Dietrich about the political problem of it. Maybe this is the moral stuff. Could you get impeached over this? I mean, could that happen? You're listening to Uh the Armstrong and Getty Show.